yes, we made it. We're both here, actually. It's kind of surprising. But it's episode 54, the Best of Rivals podcast. I'm Jordan J. Will. I got my boy D-Bev in the building. Luckily. Luckily. <laughs> they paid me big for this one, bro. They paid me big for this one. That boy getting that, getting that bag right now. Uh, we just had the Manchester Derby, you know, part two. I told you what was going to happen. Like uh, I told you what was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen like that. Ten Hag Masterclass. I called it. It was a Ten Hag Masterclass. And you guys can say, oh, City dominated most of the game. They had the possession. That's not Ten Hag's ball. We know that. He's about, you know, not giving you the chances in the last third to score goals. And that was your problem. We had more shots on goal than you. Yeah. When, when it came to execution, we won that battle. I agree. And that's what I was surprised with, impressed with. Um, thrilled with bro like just looking at the way we were pressing I could tell it was getting to you guys just look like discombobulated you know didn't know what you were doing Ederson's out there tweaking Ederson was, <laughs> Ederson was tweaking um, listen well I can, I can agree that Ten Hag had the right plan yeah um, and we saw that plan before the game even started we saw the introduction of Fred right four yes. midfielders that was yes uh, it was understandable that you guys were just going to work for that win you know it wasn't going to be – you guys were never going to play better than us for 90 minutes. You guys were going to play better than us for five minutes here, five minutes there. That was that was the goal, and I think Ten Hag, again, worked it perfectly. I, I agree. Um, but, you know, it, there's a weird thing going on with this whole, like, okay, 75 minutes in, I'm hearing a lot of Man United fans talking about we play terrible, uh, this is so disappointing, Grealish scores and oh, you know my, it's over. And then at the end of the game, <laughs> it's we deserve to win. Which one is it? I think it's a little bit of both. I, I will say, when Grealish scored, the thought of hey, this is, you know, a recurring cycle which is happening again. You know, that's what we're, we're in right now. Yeah, I definitely had that that thought. But then we responded, and with the goal that we responded with, it's the. You know, topic of discussion right now, was it a goal? Was it not a goal? Was he offsides? Was he not offsides? Was he involved with the play? Was he not? We all want to know, right? We all know. Listen to me, though. Listen to me. And I told, I text you this because, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I get, like, no bias. And I know that's hard in a derby. It's blue and red. The whole point of this podcast, we're yeah. beefing. Yeah. But I told you, the last five or six years... City has gotten that call and why they've won the title pretty much, right? We have, get, we have gotten a lot of good calls over the last right. few years for sure. Liverpool as well. They've gotten the call, yeah. last minute go, save yeah. their fucking day. We've yeah. always said that. United is one of the biggest clubs in England. We've been down bad. We have not gotten the calls recently. We have not. Be real. We have not gotten the calls at all. Okay. Sometimes a little bit of luck does come into play. And when you're playing at Old Trafford, I don't think it's far-fetched to think that you're not going to get that call. Okay. Why would they stop that goal? Why would they stop the, the, the idea of it being 1-1? Because, it, oh, listen, I agree. The rules are the rules, and so they're not. And I think that's the biggest issue I have. It's like you have VAR, and you don't use it. That's They would. They did use VAR, and that's the thing. I think what you're saying is they didn't go extensively into detail as to why it was a goal. Bro, they're looking at a handball for six minutes. Right. And this is the most compl complex sort of like situation I've seen with an yeah. offside. And they're taking two seconds? I, I think what it had to do a lot was, you know, was with the fact that Rashford didn't touch the ball. Yes, he was offsides, but like 
he didn't touch the ball. So it was a gray area. It's not, though, because he's clearly interfering. How is he clearly interfering if he didn't touch the ball? The rules, Jay. Explain them. Okay, no problem. Let the listener and viewer know. So if if you think about interfering versus not interfering, you have to think about Rashford being there versus not being there. Okay. If Rashford is not there, you have to question, can Akanji get to the ball faster? Absolutely, because Akanji can't just run through him. Another thing. Akanji's playing the offside. He sees Ake. He moves in his line to make sure that Rashford's offside. Again, interfering with the play. Yeah. Because the whole goal of Akanji moving away from his goal is to get Rashford offside, which he did. Now, it doesn't really matter too much if there's someone behind him and Bruno's running in behind. But Rashford's still running. So Akanji thinks, oh, Rashford now has possession of the ball. It's clearly offside. I've done my job, which he did. You know, you know what's so funny? If Akanji fouled Rashford as they were running back, it would have been offside. It would have been offside. <laughs> but because Akanji did his job playing the offside trap, thinking that it was over, he gets punished by the rules, by the referees. So well, the rules in quotations, because obviously the rules... Or it was offside. So it's one of those, Jay, where, you know, any team who experienced what I experienced right there, they'd have been pissed. 100%. And I think every fan, for the, I've, I've seen so many Man U fans like, listen, we got lucky. That was clearly offside. And that's what it is, Jay. So, sure, it's 1-1. We won early in the season. You guys won on the weekend. Cool. You know? I think um, I, I think it's a little bit more deeper than that. Because when I told you last episode, one reason why I thought it was going to be a Ten Hag masterclass was because I'm not too impressed with your defense. I said Our defending's have been fantastic. Akanji, Ake, Stones, without Diaz. But, we're doing but fantastic. you mentioned Akanji. And the one goal, the offside goal is right. You just explained everything. He how, did the right thing. Right, right, right. But he was a deciding factor in that goal. And then the second goal... When Rashford scored, what the hell was he doing? I agree, but the sec- it, his tracking was terrible. I agree, but the second goal is irrelevant. Everyone, football in sports is about momentum, bro. It's over after that. At Old Trafford, you just get screwed. It's the momentum was already shifting over the last five minutes, dude. It's over. It's over, and that's why I knew. I'm like, oh, oh, it's over. Like they're going to win now. It was just so obvious, and you have to credit Rashford. You have to credit. Garnacho, you have to credit Ten Hag for the subs. You have to credit all that. You got to credit Fred. I want to give a shout-out to Fred. Uh, early on in the game, he was containing KDB. Um, Not difficult now, but yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what's funny? Real quick about KDB. And this is, I think, the biggest issue. I think you guys are giving your defending a lot of credit, which I think you should. Right. But you have to understand how we played over the last four to five games. We've struggled to create good chances and a lot of that's been due to Kevin De Bruyne playing terrible he has one moment one moment of brilliance and we score a goal and and, and that's the crazy part with him you know he's playing probably at his worst worst form the worst I've ever seen him you know in his career yet he is the reason why Grealish had that you know phenomenal header yep the the assist in was just crazy it's incredible yeah so it's like KDV is just like that's how great he is we're talking about you know we expect Basically, perfection from him. Yep. 
in order for them to you know win and succeed in the Premier League or Champions League. And he's he's assisting. He's the reason why they got on the scoring sheet to to begin with. Yep. But it's still not good enough. Still not good enough. So, you know, and the reason I'm wearing the shirt today is because like I don't I don't feel bad. Like I think we played well. I think there's a lot of bad performances. Bernardo yeah. Silva, Cancelo. Sure, people are saying Holland wasn't there, but he was never really in the game. Sure. I got well. We gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about my boy Holland coming in early in the season, banging in goals. We thinking maybe forty goals. He'll still get forty, um, bro. I don't. Right now, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I'm seeing from him, which I think a lot of people have said to begin with, and I've kind of denounced it and just didn't really look too much into it. Don't do this. No, he he can. He's a not a one trick pony, but he's a one trick pony. He's a one-trick pony, bro. He he's not one like Mbappe, where on the ball he's gonna you know yes. beat you, beat the defender. Agreed. He's not quick enough. Agreed. His, his ball skills aren't good enough. Agreed. And we're saying, yes, he's a great movement player. He can put himself in a good position. But when KDB KDB isn't on his p's and q's, when he's not orchestrating the offense, Holland's non-existent, bro. He's not making any noise. His holding play is okay. It's not that good though. I've seen him. I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. I, I here's what I don't want to get into. Yeah, Holland plays well for fifteen to twenty games. He has three bad games, right? Or three yep quiet games, we'll yep. say. And now everyone's saying he's not that good. I just don't. I just you know let's just hold off. Much like Casemiro, who I think he played okay. Yeah, yeah, he had a phenomenal pass to start. The great pass, even though yeah. it shouldn't have counted, but. You know, everyone's saying Casemiro is the best in the world. Did you see Thomas Partey today? Did you see Rodri on the yesterday? Rodri had a great game. Rodri's the best player on the pitch by a mile. So it's like, let's relax with these players, bro. Having said that, you know, I'm saying Anthony's trash after six games. So I understand. I'll eat my medicine a and little bit. Trust me, we hear you guys. By the way, when Anthony came on, did you notice him? You probably did. You probably forgot he came on. Non-existent. I I can't really speak on it, um, Anthony because he's just there. I'm I'm in a, I'm I'm in a really bad predicament. You know, if I say something negative, it's like, well, you you support United, you know what's going on. But I'm trying to be a realist, and I agree with your sentiments, bro. The guy's a one-trick pony. Uh, he's right. gonna affect the game with what he's great at, but then when he's not doing that, what is he doing? It's, it's antics. I'm yeah. dribbling around in circles. You know, I'm trying and, to I'm I'm trying to run past. Like I saw. He had one play in the game where he got the ball on the wing, mm-hmm. and I knew exactly what he was going to do, bro. Yeah. He, they, they came in, tried to crowd him, and he tried to flick it over. Flick it over I, saw, I, I remember the exact same play, and I'm like, he's just doing that so he doesn't lose the ball. Lose the ball. And I was like, bro, like, this is my problem. Like, we're, we're not saying, you know, that Anthony can't develop his weaker foot. But for what we're saying from him, he doesn't want to do that. He does, yeah. He's like, he's against it, bro, and he's going to go to what he's normally used to doing. And I'm telling you, they're going to read into it. They're going to figure him out. It won't. It won't do anything for us. So, uh, with him, you know, like you said, he to me, uh, too much money we spent. Still, in my opinion, way too much money. Yeah. Uh, but that is the market right now. We're seeing like a lot of players are just getting contracts. Chelsea just did it again. We'll talk about. We'll that talk one. about that one. Um. So I'm not taking too much away with that, but yeah. Uh, I well, mean, yeah. You know, I will give one of your players credit. You know, I looked at the lineup and I'm like, okay, no Martinez. I think he's still not 100 percent ready to he's go. Not. Um. I see, again, you drop Anthony, bring in Fred for a four in the midfield. Makes sense. But there's one player who I'm like, I'm thinking Dallow's going to start because he got injured in, I think, the FA Cup yeah. or the previous game. 
but it looked like he was gonna, you know, be okay. Wine Bissaka, bro. The spider. They very, forgot about him. Very, very good game. Thank you, On- Daniel. <laughs> no, thank. No, 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 no. Because no, fantastic, fans. And I'm not even talking about defending. He was okay defending. Yeah. Foden didn't get really give him pro- uh, problems, but bro. On the ball, going forward, super comfortable, super composed. Literally is the reason you guys advanced the ball for that first goal. Bro, you know what's funny with him? His game to me uh, has a lot of potential. Yeah. A lot, like a, a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, and I think people don't really give him the credit because when he came to United, he was hot. Yeah. He was hot. He's really hot, and then he got in a very tough stretch. I think people started realizing his game. I think he also got overconfident. It was it was moments where he should have took the the more passive side and said, "Hey, I'm not. I'm doing too much. This isn't my game." You, you know, it's funny because he's not a modern day right back. He's not. He's, he's not a modern day fullback. He's a super like six years ago, ten years ago. You want Wambasaka in your yeah. team? Bro, def- he's like the opposite, like Afonso Davies to me. The way his game yeah. translates, bro. Complete opposite. It's like complete opposite Afonso Davies. Um, like you said, watching the game, bro, he's very confident in, in, in moving the ball forward. Yeah. I saw him like other moments, you know, Dallow made passes to Harry, quick little passes to the side, you know. But Saka, on the other hand, composes the ball, holds possession. Yeah. Very underrated. You know, very underrated. He can move past a defender. He did a, f- a few, yeah. few moves with the ball. He was good, like, fake you know? outs. Bro, he was, again, you know, I'm, listen, the reason he's playing and the reason you guys want him to play well is so you can sell him for decent money. Yeah. That's the reason. He's going to go. Right? Yeah. But, again, I just have to shout him out because, again, I, I, just think the, I just think the refereeing ruined the game. I think it was a good game, you know? Like, I'm, I'm proud of my players. I think some of your players did really well. Rashford obviously comes in, gets the goal. After looked like he was injured, you know, doing the celebration. Um, Garnacho, like I said, he comes in, looks yeah. 20 times better than Anthony ever will. Just my, <laughs> just my opinion. Um, Harry yeah. came at the end. Who? Harry Maguire. He made a present. I wasn't watching at that point. Appearance. Game was off. Sorry. Game was off at that point. 81st minute, game was off. <laughs> it was, I was done. The second, that second goal came, dude. Honestly, I don't even think I saw Rasher hit it in the net. I think the second the goal the before the ball went over. Oh, yeah, like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game off. Game um, done. Conti, Arteta, Pep, Klopp. Get my shirt real quick. My baby. Ten Hag's doing it, bro. Yep. This is the most impressive first season I've seen from a United manager in my time watching them at least. I wasn't there with Sir Alex Ferguson, so hmm. I don't really know how that all played out. I don't think he – it was nowhere near this. Right. Nowhere near. Um, And numbers speak for themselves. In the first 20 games, Ten Hag has the best stretch. Um, Those managers I listed – yeah, finish up real quick and let you uh, take it off. Yeah, yeah but of course. Those managers I listed, bro, they are the cream of the crop. Uh, You inspire to – Beat them one day, to beat four of them in one season. Isn't five of them? Five. Okay, let's think about it. Right. So Conte, just you guys destroyed, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, cause yeah, two. Wait, do you guys play? No, Chelsea? we. Uh, we we played them. We drew though. It was one one. I'm pretty sure. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's it's four. Um, yeah, Pep, Klopp, and then obviously Arteta, young, upcoming, but at the same time, 
best best team in the league. Best and, team in the league. You guys beat them. So, like, what can people say to me? Like, when when, when I when I boast on this show, and you know, I talk uh, a lot of bravado and talk crazy, and you're like, man, you're being biased. What are you gonna say to me now? We beat the best team, the second best team, the third best, team. third best team, <laughs> the previous champion, like two years ago. What are you What are you talking to me about right now? And and, and and to finish it off, we want Barcelona. You didn't give us our boy. We about to kill you now. We about to put you to sleep. We're gonna do it to you, Barcelona. I'm talking to you. We want you so badly. Like, I can't wait. Those those Champions League when Messi killed us. Oh, I'm coming back now. I'm coming back. We about to kill you. Put you out of your misery. You're done. You're dead. Fair enough. Um, I had to get off my chest. I don't like La Liga. I don't like Barcelona. Well, never, never will. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's think about. You know what I? You know what I'd love? I would love to go back and find every single <clears throat> comment, analyst, pundit, everyone who said three games in that Ten Hag wasn't the guy. Remember, I told you. I said, look at Arteta and what Arsenal did last year. I said, people. It's the same thing. Counted them out right away. We, I did. I, I will speak on that. I counted them out. But I'm learning from my experiences. I'm growing as a man. All you have to do. <laughs> you don't like, do that. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. But like, <laughs> bro, I just don't understand. You've just seen Arteta produce magic yep. these first 18 games. Yep. You've just seen. Like, how, how do you not think Ten Hag's going to be like, bro? You guys were statistically the worst Manchester United side in Premier League history literally, what, four months ago, five months ago? And now you're, and I'll say it, creeping on a title contender. Creeping. You're not there yet, but you're creeping. And it's all down to one guy. 10 percent bro. And what's crazy to me is, this isn't even the team that he wants. Let's run Let's run down, right? Malasia and Erickson. Listen, I think Malasia is a good backup left back. Yeah. Erickson's a passenger. Let's just be honest yeah, at this point. Yeah. But he got for free, so it's better than nothing. Better than McTominay for sure. Lissandra Martinez, class. Class. Even though he didn't play yesterday, class. And obviously the big replacement for Harry Maguire. Anthony, we just kind of talked about. Probably a waste of money, but whatever. And I think you have one more. Casemiro, who's been a revelation. So, with, what, two and a half good signings? With two and a half good signings, he's produced that. Imagine a, a good January. Imagine a full another yeah, tra- summer transfer. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like We've never, going to the transfer market, gotten the guy. It's yeah. always been... Well, this is the second best, or this, this will. This is the best we could have got. Yes, yeah. it's and it's worked. You know, like you said, Casemiro was kind of a panic buy. We didn't want him. It came out of nowhere. Yep. But it, it's working. It's Martinez. Working. Yeah, we thought we had Harry Maguire, but he's him. It's working. And I, and a lot of people were saying you overpaid for Martinez, which, yep. in the moment, I think I would agree because it was a bidding war with Arsenal. But, and by the way, remember very start of the season, Arsenal fans laughing at Martinez. And the reality is, sure, you know, Arsenal have a really good defense, but you could have done with the Martinez yourself. So, yeah, it's just overall, you guys are just over overperforming, in my opinion. So, oh, we're at a, a really hot point right now. Uh, but but Ar- at the same time, much like you, much like Arsenal, two 
maybe three injuries, and I think your season is derailed, bro. I really do. Unless you do something big in January, I believe that the seat you guys you guys are a, sp- a rashford sprained ankle away from dropping out of the top four, in my opinion. Well, that's how. I mean, here here's the thing. That's true because the season's so long, and we see that one injury can like derail everything for tw- you. Twenty games left, right? Yeah. But the top four to me is the top four right now. I think that's solidified. I don't believe that at all. And I only say that because I thought Tottenham would come out against Arsenal and show me that they wanted some sense of top four. They don't. That's who they are. They're dead. They're done, bro. So that's the only team that's – Fulham's not getting us. They're playing a great season, but they're not getting us. Fulham, Brighton, I think they're on the outside. You feel me? Chelsea's done. Liverpool – no, 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 hold on. Leave. No, no, no. Liverpool's done. What was I saying four weeks into the season? Yeah. Liverpool is done. Why? Not because of the, the talent of the players. Not because of the manager. Not because you guys have injuries. There was When I saw the lack of accountability from your best player, Virgil van Dijk, when I see Alexander-Arnold getting beat and just standing there, not running to chase back, not trying to defend, there is zero accountability in that football club. And it doesn't matter if you get a Nunes. It doesn't matter if you get a Gakpo. It's not going to change. You have to blow that team up. Blow. You have to blow them up. That team's done. Now, I can look at Chelsea and be like, oh, well, they've got 11 players to come back from injuries. I can, I can look at that situation and be like, okay, they, you know, they've just signed five players. You know, I can look at that situation and see a way out. I can see them getting a top six, potentially top four if they go on a crazy run. Yeah. Liverpool's done. Liverpool I mean, is done. Speaking of Liverpool, uh yeah, they're they are clearly struggling right now. Gakbo went over there expecting something. He's not getting that. You gotta give him time, obviously, but yeah, still you gotta give him time. It's still new, still fresh. I get that. But we 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 know that football is it's very much so people get caught in the moment. So yeah. those first three games, what first you, two games are very important. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. That's From day one. From day one. However, let's talk about Gakpo really quick. He must be He must be regretting his decision. Now, at the same time, it's on Man U for not closing the deal, but he could have said no to Liverpool. He said he could have said no, I want I want Man U, that's, I want Man U. That's my that's what I'm saying. Like I know we I know we tweet. I know we did. We it, probably should have jumped the gun. We probably should have done yeah. it. But I think I think we're trying to set a standard like, hey, this isn't a man, man you of old. We have standards now for real. We just aren't going to grab Harry Maguire for 85, 88, yeah. Yeah. you know, euros. We're not doing that. So, and, and look, what it's, look what we're doing right now. We're winning despite that. So it's like, but we it's don't only- need you. We don't need you. We wanted you. You would have yeah. been good for the club. We could have elevated you. We could have made you better. This is Man United. You know, no, no person is bigger than the club. We just saw that with Ronaldo. Yeah. I'm, and this is all Ten Hag, bro. This is why he gets so much credit because he dealt with the Ronaldo situation. He dealt with the Harry Maguire situation. He He's turned Bruno into somewhat of a leader. He's dealt with the yep. inconsistencies of Rashford. Yep. He's dealt with a lot of things, bro. The inconsistencies of Luke Shaw. He's dealt with that. He's dealt with the McTominay yep. uh, sort of issue. Well, since since this is seems like the uh, Eric Ten Hag era, that we're, you know, currently in or about to partake in. Oh, we're in that. We're in. Right? Yeah, we're in. I is, admire him. We're is in. the Klopp era over? Should he? This is my question to you. Because we, we, we always talk about how Liverpool is struggling right now, right? 
We know that. That's a fact. Should he leave? Should he go to the international level and do Germany? We talked about it, what, a few weeks ago? Yeah. Um, not yet. Not yet. He's too good of a manager, bro. I don't, again, I don't really think it's his responsibility, but, bro, when the players have checked out, the players have checked out. Right, right. But just like you said, think about it. He's such a good manager. You're telling me that if he goes to Germany and he gets them back to the level of the dominant football country that we know they all are, and they start winning titles again, that doesn't add to his legacy even more? Oh, listen, we talked about it. I think it's a fantastic fit. I think it's a perfect fit. I think it's actually really good timing as well. I just don't think he's going to give up club football just yet. Okay. maybe. What, so what about England? Like, You think he's going to stay in England or maybe possibly go somewhere else? The weird thing about England is like... <clears throat> If you play for Man U, if you're coaching Man U, yeah. unless you're Mourinho and you've just kind of said screw it, but if you're coaching Chelsea, can you coach Arsenal? If you're coaching Arsenal, can you can can you coach Tottenham? Yeah. If you're not coaching, if you're co- if you decide to coach one big six club, it's very difficult to be respected if you go to another one. Yeah. Um. So from that perspective, it's gonna be very difficult. Yeah. Where does he go? In the Premier League, Arsenal. De- don't need anybody. I think we're sticking with Pep regardless. And even even so, with Klopp management city. Hear me out. Hear me out with this one. This is this is me thinking right here. Klopp has dominated in Germany, right? Somewhat. Sure. Um, I don't want to say dominated because they but, never won anything. Right, but. but he was a competitor. You know, he competed. That's all he you was, can do. That's all you can do in that league. Yeah. Byron and BVB. Yeah. He comes over to England. The most competitive league in the world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I know I've been debating. It's with not that. an opinion anymore, bro. It shouldn't be. But I, what did I tell you about Brentford? What did I tell you about Brentford, bro? I said, I said they would be top six, top eight in La Liga. You don't think so? But okay. I agree with you, and we got we got slack for it. But look at them; they're doing their thing right now. Crazy, um, crazy. But, but my my my, what I was getting to. So he's dominated in, in Germany, right? Or someone competed. Come over to England. He's won the title. He's been a dominant force. Won Champions League. Right, Champions League, Denver, Liverpool, City and Liverpool. Just won both domestic domestic tournaments last year. Right, so that's Germany. It's England. Why don't you go over to Spain and get a club like Atletico back into the realm of respectable clubs? That would be nice. Why? Because we see that Diego Simeon doesn't seem like he's the man over there anymore. Yeah. We're going away from what he thinks is good football. I think Klopp would be amazing, amazing piece over there. Does bro, he just should, does he do good in Spain though? That's the thing. Bro, that you, type should, of style. you should you should be Klopp's agent, bro. Those are two good moves, right? Germany job, Atletico. I think those are perfect. I think those are perfect. I I just think that I don't know, like that. I, I the type of style that Klopp is. I don't think he's want to go to Madrid or Barcelona. I don't I don't think he wants that. But he does want to go to a club that's also a giant. Yeah, that's slept on. It's kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it works. I think it works. You know, Klopp, does he want to leave Liverpool? Right. Does he want to do that, though? Probably not. I think he's, he's, he's pretty well-fed over there. True. He's a legend. I, I think if Liverpool sort of... Um, I think if they try and stick this out, I yeah. think they're going to be 7th, 8th for the next 3-4 years. So, I really do. I think they need to blow this up. And even if that means yep. the manager, too, they need to blow this thing up. Blow bro. it up. Give away Salah. I said it again. I'm going to say it again forever. Trent, honestly, as much as I like him, if you can get 60 mil for Van Dyke, yeah. 
I just think you blow it up, bro. You have, because they have players, right? They have Kanase to replace Van Dyke. They have Nunez, which he still has good qualities about him. They just got Gakpo. They have enough, bro. They do. Like, so, don't, 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 you know, reminisce and be so loyal to the to the past history. Yeah. Like, sometimes you got to move on. And it might hurt, but it's going to help you in the, in the future in the long run instead of holding your assets and losing value. Yeah. And you know what's so weird? I really thought the Mane um, transfer wasn't going to be a big deal because they brought in other players. They had they had depth. Yeah. Um, Mane was the biggest loss for him, bro. Yeah. Biggest loss for him. Because Mane is reliable, you know? Yeah. Salah, he's not reliable, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you have good stretches, but he's not reliable. So... Overall, Liverpool, I think you guys are just done as a football club for the next three, four years, unless you blow it up immediately after the season. Yeah. And speaking of clubs that have been, you know, possibly moving players or buying players, Chelsea's always in the news for that. They have money to spend. I'm tired of it, bro. Every time. Every time I'm scrolling. Player name, Chelsea interested. You know what it is? You know what it is? They aren't winning enough right now. So they said, what's the next best way to shock the world? Spend 100 mil. 100 mil euros. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's their thought process, bro. They, they are TMZ of the Premier League. They yeah. want to be on the front, front line because it's breaking news, not because it's good football. Well, this is, this is the Todd Bowley effect, right? I mean, this is all this is. I highly, highly doubt before Bowley took the job, he knew who, the, who, knew, he knew who Mudrick was, right? I'm pretty sure he knew who Mudrick was, I swear, two weeks ago. Max. Yeah. I bet dude. I bet I bet somebody said, Hey, this guy Mudrick, he's pretty good. Bro, we can get it for This they they went on Twitter. They typed that kid's name in in the search bar. Someone had a two minute video of him doing highlights. Yep. And he Bowley said, yep. looked at it and said, Yep, we Let's need him it. as a winger. We want him. Yep. We're gonna get rid of Christian. Uh ZH is gone. Um ship him all out. Yeah. That's the one we want. I agree. A hundred. I agree. And I'm like, bro. And we saw this in the summer when they were talking about 40 million for Anthony Gordon. Saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Same thing. It's same like thing. no one would pay those prices, but, you know, Chelsea will. Um, Benoit Badishio, David Dadro Fafana, now Mudrick. Yeah. And Cuckoo, they, they're going to get him. They've already sealed the deal for the summer. And I think they just got someone else. Like, bro, it won't stop. This these guys will not stop purchasing Felix. That that's who it was. They won't stop purchasing players, bro. And they're gonna learn. Money will not solve all of your problems. They won't. You have to sell sixty percent of that team. You have to. It's it's a dead team. No, it's not interesting. They don't fit. Half of them are injury prone. You have to get them out. You have um, to. And guess what? They won today. And you know why? Because they played a striker, and then they played Havertz in the 10. I, I think Potter watches the podcast. I think Pep watches the podcast. And what happens? I mean, Kai has the game winning goal. So there we go. I mean, I mean, Klopp, if you're out, you know, I'll take the job. I, I just don't understand what Chelsea's doing. You know, even with United and us, when we had our, our stretch of just putting in uh, placeholders as, as managers and coaches. Yeah. Also feel like we had something we're trying to get to. Like when the manager was talking in an interview, it's like, yeah, we know this team isn't good enough. Yeah. 
We need to get better players. Well, that's what Ragnarok was saying. You know, and right. he was always right. He was always right. Chelsea, on the other hand, it's like Potter's in, in the interviews, and he's like, yeah, this is the hardest job in the world. I don't know what to do. And it's like, what's the direction? Well, You have to come up with something. I, I get it. Well, you just copied Arsenal, right? Like, So Chelsea just copied Arsenal by getting Mudrick. At least copy their plan with what they did with Arteta, right? Like, you have to keep Potter in charge. Because if you don't, it's just going to be another reset. You think Potter's buying these players, bro? We talked about it last episode. He's not buying these players. So their whole situation is what I think is front office. They're going to do their thing. Whoever's a manager, take this team and run with it. And I, that's not how you do it, bro. It's not how you do it. So I'm over Chelsea, bro. Um, but I, I did think it was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I guess when Mindy comes back and he's available again and all that good stuff, are you choosing him over Kepa or vice versa? Because hey, at, are... at one point, I got slack for this. I thought Mindy was the most overrated goalkeeper in the world. You got it right. And people were saying that, you know, oh, he was holding it down for Chelsea's defense. He's, I'm like, nah, I'm telling you, I'm watching this guy play. He's kind of getting lucky with a lot of these situations. You got it right, bro. He's made so many mistakes, but the problem is Kepa's made just as many. They're both, like, error-prone. It's crazy. You have to... You, I think you have to get rid of both. And and you will find value there. Because people will, will grab them. I'm telling you, I know they will. I think you can get $20 million for each of them. But, you know, that's pocket change to Bowley. I, I don't think he really cares about that. Yeah. I think he just cares about spending. So, um, but yeah. Mendy, Kepa, I don't think it matters. We're all over in London right now, you know, Tottenham, you know, Chelsea. Let's go over to Arsenal. They are the it team. And I'm going to just say it. I'm just going to say it right now. I don't care. I'm going to receive slack for this. Um, You don't know football. You're American. Martin Odegaard is the best player in the Premier League. And I will stand on that. Let me, let me, let me go to my my facts. This season? This season. Right now. Yes. Let me go to my stats, for real. So, not only are they the number one team, right? We all know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his counterpart, the people that think is the best player, and he's probably been for the past four or five years, KDB, he has three goals and ten assists. And I say goals and assists because these are the two things that determine scoring on the, on the sheet. We all know that. Yeah. I know there's more to it in the game, but these are the two I can look at it and say that's why they won. Yeah. So that's that's 13, basically, chances he's involved in. Goals he's involved in. Right. Yeah. Odegaard, nine goals, five assists. Okay, so 14 versus 13. Now, what do you what do you prefer more? Do you want a playmaker? You might go KDB. Odegaard can do that as well. Goal scoring, we're clearly seeing that he's a better goal scorer. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. Here's the debate. How many goals did KDB score last season? He was our top goal scorer last season. He was banging in goals. So you're saying when he when he needs to be, he he can hop into the element. Well, I'm not. It's not about that. It's <clears> like okay, he scored three goals this season, but yeah. last season if he scores what, fourteen, fifteen, like that doesn't make him a bad goal scorer now versus yeah. last season. He's phenomenal with both feet. Odegaard's had a good season so far, no question. But I don't think you're looking at like who's a better player, and you're and you're saying Martin Odegaard. There's no chance right now. Yeah, he's, he's had a better season for sure. I think he's the best player in the league this season. Here's the issue, bro. 
Holland is doing what literally no one's ever done. This this is my issue. When people talk best in the league, yeah. I let's just take Holland out of it, okay? Because he's a cheat code. Holland so far has had the best season. I don't care what anyone says. What he's doing is literally unreal. Okay. Okay. Let, let's just take him out. He's won already. Who's second? I like Odegaard. Odegaard's a good. I think Odegaard's a good shout. Okay. Winning team. He's the captain. He's doing everything on the stat sheet and off the stat sheet. Yeah. Um. You can you can honestly look to Casemiro in terms of um, impact. Even though again, I don't think he's better than Rodri. Who else do you go for, bro? Uh, you know, you could look at Mitrovic at Fulham. He's going goals, yeah, bro. In a team, in a Fulham team. Like, you know, there's a lot of players that are just like Ivan Tony having the season of his career. Yeah. You could look at a lot of these players who were in not very good situations and maybe pick them, but Odegaard's in a great situation and he's playing well and he's the captain and he had a great goal today. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think Odegaard's just the. He's probably the second. I think, you, I think you can go with everyone. And it's it's kind of weird, too, because it's like we say, you know, who's the best and, and all that. But, like, that's all subjective because what do you consider the best? Exactly. Who's, you know, that could be the best defender. That could be the person who does the most on the field. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just going off of the facts, the numbers, what I'm seeing. He's, and playing, then, he's playing very, very, very well. Very, very well. Um, and I just think he's on his P's and Q's. He has it right now. But the problem is... I still think Thomas Partey is the most important player in that team. So, sure. I mean, bro, did you see the strike that hit the post today, bro? Like, dude, Thomas Partey is just a guy, bro. That, that, that strike was crazy. Um, and he scored two or three goals this season from outside the box. So, But do you think it's because he's finally in the system now that he can just be himself and it's not? Because I feel like he's comfortable. It doesn't look to me like he's just doing anything that's way better than everybody else. Just like, I'm comfortable, bro. Yeah. I'm relaxed. I know that I'm I'm good here. And the people that I'm with, you know, they, they accept me. They trust me. Yeah. I mean, I think you give credit to Arteta, right? Because yeah. what they were doing before is Xhaka was playing holding alongside Parze. Yeah. And now what Xhaka's doing is he's going a little bit further, closer to Odegaard. And it's kind of like allowing Parze to sort of be like the solo holding midfielder and it's just really helped out his game yeah. so overall bro like you look at arsenal they're the best team in the league they deserve to win the league at this point um but like i said with man U, they're an injury away they're yeah. bakayo saka out for two months injury away yeah. they've already got uh jesus down yeah you know imagine if saliba goes down oh my god Right, oh, if he goes down, that that but, but will even probably. Then, but even then, you bring in Ben White, you put Tomiyasu on the right back, and maybe you're not too bad. So, yeah, I don't know. I, overall, Arsenal deserve all the praise. Whatever yeah. criticisms we had about Arteta, that you just throw them out the window. Whatever criticisms you had about any of their players, you just throw them out the window, bro. Yeah, they deserve everything they're getting right now. And on top of all that, they're the most entertaining team in the in the league. So they are. Like, they are. I I hate that they won today, but I enjoyed the hell out of watching the game. This is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Versus Tottenham, where I literally don't even want to see the. I don't want to see an image of them playing. <laughs> let, let alone all. Let I'm, alone. I'm whole honestly game. done with Tottenham too. Uh, Tottenham and Ch Tottenham. I'm done. Chelsea is interesting because they keep buying players. Liverpool done. 
and this is what you said, right? You said the top four is the top four. So Arsenal, City, Man U, Newcastle. Newcastle's the one. I think I agree with the first three. Newcastle's the one. Are Newcastle going to be consistent enough? Well, That's I mean, from, from what we've seen, uh, just quiet killers. They don't stop. Uh, yeah. You know, they're doing their job. I wish they would have lost, but they got a late minute to go against Fulham. Right there behind us, they have. I mean, we have a game in hand, but you know we're still tied with us. Um, I think I think Newcastle's for real, bro. I, like I said, I don't have anything negative about them. Yeah. They haven't shown me anything where I'm like, you know, like we're not overhyping them. They're right where they need to be. I don't think they have the star power. I think sometimes in in sports you just need that one star who's going to get you over the line. I just don't think they have that. Yeah. You know, At, let's be honest, guys. Almiron. Sure. Fantastic. Another player you could say is potentially the second best player in the league. Yeah. But it's Almiron, you know? Like, let's not get crazy. You know, Bruno Gamerich, sure. I can yeah. say he's a star. Yeah. Everyone else in that team, bro, I think, you know, they're good. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I agree. Good goalkeeper, good back four, good midfield, good attack. Yeah. Everything's good with them, you know? And the only reason they're in a top four race yeah. is because Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, are useless this season. Yeah. No, you're making solid points, bro. And correction, I I do want to speak on this because I don't like I don't like being wrong. But my bad it was eight goals from Odengard in the Premier League, not nine. Oh really? But still, same amount of chances still created. Doing his thing. You know, same thing. But um, and that's and that's as a number ten, right? As a number ten. Like, yeah. Um, is he the, is he is he the best uh goal scorer over there? Yeah, he's got the most. Goals. I was thinking about that. Like, I will maybe go Martinelli. No, Martinelli's way too inconsistent. Way too. But inconsistent. goal scoring though, he he's had some some bangers over there. You know, you know what I mean. Like Jesus, not really a goal scorer. He can yeah. chip him in. You know, little Saka Saka's probably the most consistent goal scorer. I'm forgetting about him. Yeah. I am. That's yeah. that's that might be the best player low key for talking about. But but at the same time. It's so weird, bro. I think that's how good they are right now. Exactly. They're in the city, the city predicament. They are so good that like we're talking about so many players. It's like who is their best player? Who is the best player? We don't know. Zinchenko today, very very good. That's a uh, former city guy. That's your boy. I was never big on him though. I was never big on him either. I thought he just, he wasn't ready for city. That's all. But um, yeah, I mean Arsenal's looking good. I think they got the, the title secured. I think it's in the bag. I don't. I don't. And the reason is, and I we have to stop with this whole like, what have you done for me lately? Attitude. Yeah. Because. There's 20 games left. They're still in the Europa League. They're still in FA Cup until we play them next. So they're probably going to be knocked out of FA Cup, to be but, honest with you. But you know what helps them out, though? They're not in the Champions League. So I think them being in the Europa League. Well, they have to, you know, there's a question. Do they throw the Europa League? Because they do not have the players. Bro, I think you do. Because listen to me. If you don't get the Premier League right now, this whole season is a disappointment. If, Thank you. If if Arsenal do not win the league this season, yeah, it's over. it will be a massive missed opportunity, yep. which is why they need to buy players in January. And there's 15 days oh, left. Bro, bro, this this is this was a wake up call for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola. I mean, Guardiola you know, um, yeah. they they noticed that teams have called up to them now. Yeah, and one particular Arsenal, clearly number one, and Man United. Yeah, so I know what he's gonna go do. He's gonna go revamp. Pep? Yeah, figure out what he needs to do to really get his team back. In January, we're not buying anyone, though. We're not buying anyone in January. What about selling? Actually, no. We did get that 
uh, that that midfielder, right? The Argentinian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The young guy. I don't think he's gonna play though. But um, no, yeah, but that's, yeah, right. That's, that's not like uh, something that's gonna change. Uh, yeah. Oh, listen, next season or like in the summer, I think sure we might revamp. I mean, what we we sell Mares, we buy Saka potentially. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, Jude Bellingham's just like the most obvious fit possible. You know, Rodri, Kevin. Jude, it's part, just it's a, so easy. A part of me feels like Jude wants to stay in England. I think he wants to come back. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense, bro. Now, you Would know, he go to City though. Yeah, why? Why not? With Holland reunite. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I don't want it. <laughs> if Jude's listen, he the reality is he's earned the right to pick to pick his next team. Hundred percent. Um, Spain, England, Italy, potential wherever. Right? Yeah. Like. I would, dude, I would, he's one of my favorite players. And, you know, I don't have a lot of favorite players. Like, he's one of my favorite players, bro. Yeah. I would love for him to come to Man City. Dude, imagine Saka on the right wing, Jude in the middle, Foden left wing. Ooh, this Holland is, up top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, this is not, because uh, think about it, bro. Ultimate team. It almost, it was City, it kind of is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so we'll take the oil money. Uh, bro, there was, oh my God, there was a joke about oil. Um, Oh man, the commentators in England are crazy. Yeah, a different piece. Um, I, I will say though, the reason why Jude's such a good fit is because Gundogan, he's on his contract no, expires in the summer. He's on his way out. I think he's on his way out. As much as I liked him this season, yeah. Bernardo Silva's done. He's hundred percent going to Barcelona this summer. Yeah. He's wanted to go for the last two seasons. Who do you replace that that other midfielder with, bro? Cole Palmer? Hell no. Uh, well, we know how you feel about Cole Palmer. I used to love him. I used to love him. You think he's he's too big head now? I think the money oh, bro, his this head, guy you know? is beyond cocky, bro. Um, and he's he's young still, bro. You know, I, I say give him time. You know, let let him let him settle in. I think there's still hope. I think you're a little too harsh. I'll I tell you why. I'll tell you why. I despise players that make selfish decisions consistently. I despise it. It's all about the team, bro. All about the team. So anytime. I see a guy not pass. I mean, you saw what I was talking about with Foden early on in the season when he didn't pass to Holland those few times. Oh yeah, yep. Despise it. Yeah, no, yeah. One, one thing I will say about you, 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 you're not. Um, you don't play favoritism. No, no, I don't. I yeah. Foden's one of my favorite players yeah, too. Yeah, but bro, yeah, pass the damn ball. Exactly. Know? So, yeah, but uh, I say that to finish up. I got, I got one more question for you. Um, we're at the point of the season right now where. I think teams have done enough to warrant some type of recognition. Yep. And in certain areas, uh, a per- particular person, you know, and I think we're at that point where the manager has shaped, you know, where teams are headed. Yeah. And there's three in my in my opinion that have impacted this season, um, in ways that we just kind of shocked, you know, and surprised. We, we didn't foresee. Right. Um, and one of them is obviously my guy, the great Ten Hag. Yep. My ball brother. Um, we have Eddie Howe from Newcastle. Yeah. We uh, saw it a little bit last season. Yeah. But this season has been impressive. You got you to give him credit. Yeah. And then, I, obviously, I think the last one would be Marco Silva from um, Fulham. Uh, they are surprising and shocking people. Incredible. Incredible. You know, those are probably and, the three. And I, I, I want to cut you off. I was thinking of putting Arteta in that no. conversation. As great as Arteta has been. Yeah. He has to be number four because Fulham, you think their potential relegation, they're going to be in a potential re- relegation battle. Yeah. 
Ten Hag's, t- again, taking the worst Manchester United team in Premier League history to top three. Yep. Comfortable. Top four comfortable. And then... Um, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. With a very, very limited transfer window. Very limited. Tra- Who'd they get? They got a defender. Come on, from this, this one? Yeah, or? they got a defender and a, and a striker. Right. That's all they got. Yeah. And boom. You know, top four. Crazy. So, yeah, 100% agree. As great as Arteta's been. Who are you going with? Who's your, your pick? Oh, like I said, bro, Ten Hag is the guy. Ten Hag is mm. the guy. Mm. I know, I know I'm a Man City guy, you know. But you know me, bro. I'm not massive on Pat, bro. I'm not. Yeah. You don't get to have that good of a squad with very, very few injuries yeah. and be struggling against Everton, yeah. against Newcastle, against Crystal Palace, against Southampton. You don't get to do it. Yeah. I, I think it's simple. It's Ten Hag. It's Ten Hag. Uh... Like you said, he's brought his team from the laughing stock to a contender and a competitor now. Yep. Um, we're getting back in the Champions League from the looks of it. We're still contending in our major tournaments. Yep. Um, you're still in you're still in all four tournaments. You feel me? Like there's nothing negative to say. You're the only team that's still in all four competitions. Yes. We're you're most likely gonna win the Carabao. FA Cup, do you guys have you guys, yeah, you guys don't have a bad, you guys are playing Reading. Yeah, you guys, you guys are chilling, bro. You got, if you get past Barcelona, you're chilling. And, and, and that's, that, that is the one that's, there's two games. I'm sorry. There's two games that mm-hmm. are still, like, I guess, the cherry, you know, on, on top on of top. the cake type of thing. The one against Barcelona, because, you know, that's Europa League. And I, I believe it's a, uh, a double leg. It is. It is. Yep. yep. Um, we play them like kind of back to back. It's pretty quick. Um, so that that one we all all know, right? But then the one with Arsenal mm-hmm. coming up, our next game in the Premier League. Yeah, that is. Sec- I think it's actually. I think you guys know you guys play Crystal Palace and then yeah, we play more in the week and then Arsenal yeah. right after that. Right, it's Arsenal's first game. I mean, next game. In the yes, league. yes. Our I think that's game. gonna be interesting, right? Because Arsenal got a full seven days. I think you guys are gonna be. Potentially tired if you guys go all out against Crystal Palace. Is it at Old Trafford? Wasn't the last one at Arsenal? I don't remember. I think yeah, I think so. I think it's Old Trafford. I think it was Old Trafford. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just curious to see how Arsenal's going to respond because I know what Ten Hag's going to do. Yeah. You know, he's not going to change up anything. It's going to be the same type of ordeal. We're playing basically the same team, the yeah. same type of style, quick pace, win them with the ball really quick. Um, a, a lot of good attackers. Yeah, you guys are gonna have like forty percent possession. Yes, you know, but it's gonna come down to them not finishing their chances, and that's something that we were kind of skeptical with Arsenal. Do they have a certified number nine? Eddie Nketiah. <laughs> so we shall see. I'm excited. Uh, I'm not going to proclaim anything. I'm just living in the moment, but I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight. Well, the last game, to be honest, you could look at that game in like one moment. Maybe the Odegaard foul. Yeah, that could have changed the game. I think Martinelli went to go and score, and it was uh, considered a foul on um, on Odegaard. And yeah, that could have been an easy Arsenal win. I think this is gonna be the game of the season, bro. I really, really do. I mean, I can't call who's gonna win. I think you'd be stupid to bet on that game. Oh yeah, yeah, it can go either way. I'm like, I'll take a draw. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I think it's one of those things where, like, if Arsenal win that game, but then they still have to play us twice, 
Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly, exactly. It, that's huge. That's huge. Cause say say we do beat Arsenal, right? Oh, now it's on. Now it's on. Now it's three horse race. Exactly. Now City's like, oh hell no. Yeah. This is what we need. So it's, it's this this game is going to determine a lot. Uh, yeah. Who's going to be involved in the title race? Who's going to say I'm done with it? Who's going to say I want that? You know? Yeah. Like, man, I don't know. I can't call the game. Like, I mean, we'll have a couple podcasts before the game. Yeah. Um, I can't call it. No more predictions. We're going to chill on this one right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get a prediction later on, I guess. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think leading up, I'll get a prediction. But right, right now, I mean, it's just after seeing Arsenal dismantle Tottenham. Oh, my God. That's, I, uh, I have to tweet about it. Uh, Tottenham just... I don't like watching you guys. I would just like for them to quit yes. the Premier League. Yes. You know? Like, stop. You're wasting time. You're Let wasting everybody's time. Compete in the Premier League. You guys shouldn't be there. You know what? Sometimes I'm like, okay, we shouldn't talk bad about other people's teams. But I'm like, there's no Tottenham fans to rebuttal. You know what I mean? Because nobody... <laughs> there's we no fans. This, they're not even talking to us. Don't even care. They're not even watching. <laughs> there's literally no Tottenham fans watching. So, you know, I say one thing about Nunes, all of Liverpool. Oh, man. You know? I say one thing about... Raheem Sterling, all Chelsea. One thing about Anthony. All Man United. <laughs> you know? I said one thing about, I don't know, Brighton. All Brighton. <laughs> There's no Tottenham fans to speak of, bro. It's it's crazy. Yeah, man. I don't know. Tottenham's done. You know, it's just, honestly, looking back at this podcast that we've just done, very, very surprising how good my mood is, bro. But like I said, I kind of accepted that we were going to lose that game. Um, but it's just the way it happened. I'm just kind of done. Like, I just want to forget that game and move on. Um, but again, great job to you guys. That was probably the worst result that could have happened, right? Arsenal winning and us losing. But um, yeah, bro. It makes everything exciting. It does, bro. Like, you know, first season. And then like years before that, I never got to experience this moment. It's yeah. like, it's been me with United. Like I've seen, I told you, when I first became a fan for real, like obviously I knew about Cristiano Ronaldo, but I wasn't a fan with like the Rooney, yeah, yeah, Cristiano teams. Um, I just wasn't like that into like skulls, gigs. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I knew who they were, but I wasn't. I didn't know for real, for real. I really got into it when uh my boy RVP came over from Arsenal, yeah, and we got a, a title that year. Yeah, you know, his one of his best years, thirty goals, and he was like Golden Boot, all that shit, crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like this is United, and then I like this, and then it was like, nope. <laughs> Alex Ferguson gone. Yeah. You don't get none of that. And I was like, what? So this is new for me. Um, like I, I got a little bit of it, and now I'm kind of getting it again. We haven't won anything. Yeah. Um, but guys are close. We're close, bro. And I, I love it. I, I know we're about to be there again. We're about to be great. And it's gonna be scary for the league. Fair, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, good podcast, Jay. Good episode for yes, sure. Sir. Good talking to you. Glad you uh, came over. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't gonna turn on the. The, the virtual i was uh, i know i know i was like I, I gotta go see my boy let me check yeah. in yeah a little therapy session it's, it's, it's uh, a wellness check today <laughs> make sure you're okay man no <laughs> that's problem. hilarious um uh once again oh yeah before we before we leave uh, 500 followers on tiktok crazy 500 um a lot of that's due to um the psychopathic support of manchester united fans coming to my boy's aid um but overall man you know we're 54 episodes in we're going to keep on going. It's very, very interesting to see this community build from ground, from day one, yeah. from the ground up. Um, and yeah, keep, keep communicating, keep sending your comments and keep DMing us and everything. And we're just going to keep going, man. So um, you can follow all of our content um, pretty much daily 
We're on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok at the Best of Rivals. Um, you can watch this entire podcast on YouTube at the Best of Rivals Podcast. You can also listen to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else at the Best of Rivals Podcast. So, for myself, Jay, congratulations this weekend. Hopefully, you guys lose the rest of the season. Um, for myself, from Jay, we are.